This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert takes us verse by verse through the book of First Peter. I think every single one of us was created by God with a desire to live epic lives. Not just the adventures that I so often talk about, more than that. Heroic lives with great destinies at stake. How much are we willing to suffer to become a hero that matters in the lives of other people? Today, Pastor Robert will be sharing stories of people who have risked their own lives in countries closed to the gospel and truly lived heroic lives. As we study 1 Peter, we learn that it's a great honor and joy to suffer for Jesus. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert with today's message. said, some want to live within the sound of church or chapel bell. I want to want to run a rescue shot within a yard of hell. Isn't that awesome? What was he saying? I don't want the comfortable, easy life. Now give me the difficult one with the big payoff that lasts forever. That's the one I want. Third and final thing I want us to notice in this passage is this exhortation God gives us in verses 17 to 18. Verse 17 says, For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? Now if the righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and the sinner appear? Therefore let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to Him in doing good as to a faithful creator. What an interesting exhortation. He's basically saying, you know, it's, it's right and good for you and me, for us to be purified through trials and difficulties and suffering. And if we suffer, how much more so those who reject God's loving discipline? You know, it's all about perspective. Why do we live in the first place. Why are we alive to begin with? I mean, is it just so we can, I mean, just to have fun? Party it up? The guy with the most toys wins at the end? Is that? No. I don't think so. I think every single one of us was created by God with a desire to live epic lives. Not just the adventures that I so often talk about, 
more than that. Heroic lives with great destinies at stake. I mean, why else are we drawn to the kind of movies we're drawn to? You know, especially us men. You know, movies like Braveheart and Saving Private Ryan. The 300. I mean, we could go on and on, right? Movies that call to that desire to do something that matters with our lives. Why else are so many Western youth leaving comfortable lives to go find a cause to be a part of, you know, like ISIS. I saw a news piece. They interviewed a young man who knew one of the terrorists. And he said, you know, they should have seen it coming. I mean, he's in the bar every night smoking weed all the time and talking about all the jihadist stories. They should have seen this coming a mile away. And, you know, the irony of it, this guy goes to his death in holy war, but he transitions from the party, right? Drinking, smoking weed. It's crazy. Now, I just finished a book that Peter gave me. Thank you, Peter. The Insanity of God. The title kind of weirded me out a little bit at first. You know, I'm thinking, well, is he saying God's crazy? I mean, what, the insanity of God. But it's filled with stories of men and women who love Jesus in places where that means they will be imprisoned or killed because of their faith. The author was a missionary, spent almost 30 years serving in countries where it's not legal to be a Christian or share your faith. And he tells so many different stories, people, you know, because he, he spent 15 years just going and interviewing Christians in these closed, oppressed countries, Christians who had endured persecution. And he talks about interviewing one guy, and, and he's trying to process all this. He's trying to understand, how do you endure the kind of suffering? I mean, how do you go through this? How do you prepare yourself? How do you face this kind of persecution? And he said, the guy said, come over here and look with me out the window. And, and they walked over, and they looked out the window and he said, what do you see? And he said, I see the sunset. He said, is that unusual where you come from? No, it happens every day. You know, the sun. And then he said, the guy looked at him and said, exactly. He said, I, wait, I don't, I don't understand. I'm not quite making the connection here. The sunset and persecution. And he said, well, you said it happens every day in your country, the sunset. He said, yeah, it does. And he said, well... Persecution happens every day here. It's, that's life for us. It's, they couldn't really process how we in the United States of America never endured persecution. The Bible says all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. So which is more strange, that they go through it or that you and I don't? He talked to another guy in China. He said, in China, they, they've come to view prison. The Christians have come to view prison, kind of like we view Bible college. You know, he's like in the United States, you have Bible college. You go there to learn the Bible and grow as a Christian. And we, we kind of see prison that way. We don't have Bible colleges, but eventually every sincere believer goes to prison here. And that's where they learn from more mature believers. And then he said that there was one where they having a meeting among believers and there was this young guy 
actually three of them, and, but the one spoke up and he said, but you don't understand. He said, you know, we, you all view us as leaders. You view us as mature believers because we spent three years in prison, but we went into prison with nothing. So we came out of prison with nothing. We went into prison not knowing any of the songs that, that we sing now, not knowing any of the scripture. And so we came out of prison. We, we just hid while we were there and we didn't let anybody know that we were believers. And so we came out of prison with no more than we had when we went in. But the story that really grabbed my heart was from a man who told about the time that a pastor in a neighboring town was sent to prison. Actually, it, the, way it, the way it happened was this, this pastor was arrested, he was put in prison, and, and he left behind a wife with three small, two or three small kids. And, and as soon as the pastor went to prison, the authorities came and relocated the family so that the pastor wouldn't be able to find him when he got out of prison, and so that they wouldn't know any people in the area, you know, where they were moved so that they would have less chance of survival. But one night, this, this mother, you know, with her kids, she prepared the last piece of toast that they had in the house and divided it with her children and put them to bed, hungry, temperatures below freezing outside. They had no heat. And um, this leader in this, you know, house church not too far away had heard about their situation and he said that as he was going to bed that night, not knowing the details of their circumstances, he said, God told me you need to load the wagon, load your wagon with the food that you guys have been collecting for the poor in your area and take them to this lady tonight. And he said he began to argue with God about it. But, you know, it's bedtime. It's cold outside. I mean, if, if I leave now, chances are my mule's not going to, he's going to freeze before we get there. And if he doesn't freeze, the wolves are going to come after him and eat him alive and then eat me. And he said the Lord just emphatically spoke to his heart. You need to take food to this family right now. And he said he continued to argue with the Lord. You know, but God... I mean, it's cold out. If I, if I leave, I'm, if I go, chances are I'm not going to make it back. And he said the Holy Spirit, again, quietly whispered to his heart, you don't have to make it back. You just have to go. You don't have to make it back. I just said go. Last week I asked you why you were created. Today I'm asking you if you're willing to suffer to become a hero that matters in the lives of other people forever. so much for joining us today. You know, God has been doing some amazing things with Main Thing Radio. Opportunities to air Main Thing Radio are popping up all over the United States. We are so thankful to God for what He is doing, and we would love to see Main Thing Radio continue to expand, sharing the gospel, teaching God's Word all over the world. But of course, bringing you Main Thing Radio on this station comes at a cost. We purchase time on this radio station, and this program has been professionally produced. While we certainly don't want to pressure anyone into giving, we would like to ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio. 
Your support will open up more doors for Main Thing Radio. To make a secure donation, please log on to MainThingRadio.com and click the donate button. Now, here's Tracy with more information about the Main Thing Radio podcast. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, Tracy. Join us next time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.